Hi, everybody, and welcome to our tonight's episode of Father Knows Something. Yeah. Uh, there actually was another episode that we shot last week. Morgan, unfortunately, had to go out of town uh, for a family uh, ordeal. Funeral. Yeah, yeah. people kind of know. Anyway, uh, with all that that went on, Justin and I did record a show, and you know, with the new studio, a few few little technical glitches. And no, it wasn't even the new studio. It's the fact that the, the st- there was no audio card here. And Justin tried to use the one out of his car camera and it didn't have a fast enough speed. So that's not the studio. That's our poor little Justin. Oh, and well. he has such sadness and deep regrets. But... That's where I'm going. But, but uh, here's where I'm going. Yeah. He is muscling it together and editing out a lot of the noise and get it back into shape. So apparently, I thought it was an amazing episode. So you guys are going to get it on Patreon one at a time over the next, I think, four or six weeks. And you don't want to miss these. They are great. So I'm letting you know now. If you want to catch what what we what we did, but you're not going to hear it here, it is it is going to be on Patreon. So. Yeah, it was a really really good episode. He said so. He's really sad about it, but he's going to use the camera audio and try to get it get it sounding the best he can because the responses were so good. It was great. So let's uh, get going. Let's do it. Uh, kind of a variety of stories. Some of them might fit into this theme that I have, but. It's kind of just like when to quit, like just quit, quit while you're ahead. Should you quit? And it's simple things too, like quit stressing about stuff you can't control or no, you should really quit that relationship. So we'll see what you think when it all comes together. Have you ever been in a relationship when you knew it was wrong and you had, you should get out and you waited years to get out? Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. It's, I mean, in hindsight, everything is 2020, Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard when you're in it. And I mean, even simple things you'll see that can be stressful and you're, you know, we just let our brains run away with our, our anxieties. And sometimes what happens when our friends, you know, see it and they say, Hey, it's time for you to get out of this. And it makes you back up and say, well, wait a minute, that's my, my, my decision. And then you make this choice not to get out of it for the wrong reasons. It's, it's crazy. It's a whole thing. So kick it off. Okay, let's go. Okay. Okay, so up first. Hey, Jerry, Justin, Morgan, and Holly. I've caught my husband in an emotional affair three different times with three different women. I left the house this time and have stayed away for a week. We just sat down to talk and he wants to really work at fixing things this time. He says he gets in these ruts and looks for comfort outside of our marriage. Not comfort from the women, but their conversations bring him comfort. He says he is willing to go to therapy and said he has people holding him accountable, but I don't know what to do. Part of me wants to try to work things out because I love him and I meant our vows, but another part of me wants to call it quits and move on with my life. What would you do? Additional info. The previous two times, he has tried to fix it himself, but didn't take it seriously. He didn't hold himself accountable. 
this last time, he knew that what he was doing is wrong and tried to hide it from me. Ideal outcome, I just want to be happy and at peace with myself again. Well, what goes on here sometimes is that you guys are on different wavelengths. And as much as he would like to be able to communicate with you, it's 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 the communication depth or connection isn't working between the two of you via he's not opening up enough or you're not receiving it enough. It's sometimes it's a two way street. So it's nice that you guys have identified it and it's not that it's a physical relationship in some ways, physical relationships are easier to fix than an emotional relationship where someone's getting fulfilled mentally by somebody else. So it's great that you guys are recognizing this. Do I think that you should just, you know, bow and run? Uh, something got you to guys together in the very beginning. And I would go back to try to see what that was that got you together in the very beginning. And where did it go awry that the communication or the ability of, of comfort or intellectual s- solutions went away? And maybe that will help you connect again and get back to where you are. And, you know, that might might be a great beginning. Counseling, we always say counseling sometimes points out some of these things. But I really do think that there's something that's going on in the communication level that got snipped, that he's finding the the answers or the comfort or the time or whatever that investment is, that chemistry is coming from somewhere else because it's not coming from you. And for whatever the reason might be, I I would look at it to see if you guys can resurrect that before you just, you know, cut the string and and run away. So take a look at it and see what, see what, see what works for you. What are your thoughts? Cause I can see over here, you're you're on a totally different (laughs) path than me. I'm getting, I'm getting a vibe over there. It's like, dad, you are out of your freaking mind. Um, yeah, I'm, I totally disagree. Uh, but I also just noticed that I left the lights on. So can you hit that switch behind the tree? Yeah. So Morgan's coming back in the picture and I was able to read her face all the way. That was like, what am I saying? That is, she is like, dude, you are so off base. You're missing this. So tell the dude where he's off base, communicate with us, share with us. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, it's just a difference of opinions. It's hard because I think, you know, sometimes people cheat because there's a breakdown in communication or one person doesn't feel they're being emotionally validated. I mean, cheating can happen for a variety of reasons, but I also think there are sometimes people that just cheat because they they like cheating and I I think they get something from that whether it's a chemical release in their brain mm-hmm. or the thrill of having to sneak around. But I look at this situation where, you know, this isn't the first time he's cheated and he's really trying to put in this work to make amends. This is the third time. Emotionally cheated. And for women, I think that's what's interesting about women like versus men is women. When you when you ask, you know, women versus men, what do you find worse, physical cheating or emotional cheating? Emotional cheating. Men will typically say physical cheating, where women will say emotional cheating is worse. Excuse, excuse me a second. I'm a man. It's emotional cheating. <laughs> but, I just, I just, yeah, look, but I want but to, I want to validate that's that. That's not a common consensus among this one, you know, the, the polls, the study that came out. Okay. So for me, I'm like, 
emotional cheating is worse for me. So I look at this, this is three times of emotional cheating. And this last time he knew it was wrong and he lied and hid it versus like, you know what I mean? So, But why is, the question is, why is he going there? What's happening that's triggering this? Yeah, you can always just throw in the cards. I get that. Yeah. I mean, that's the easy answer. Throw in the cards, cash it out. Let's go on a merry way. I'm honestly, if this were me in this situation, I don't think at this point, I don't think it's a me problem. I think it's a total him problem. Like, it sounds like they've really tried to work on fixing things after the second time and the first time. And so it's like, I think this could just be him. And she doesn't deserve to keep going through this and having a partner that, oh, I was feeling sad and I was in a rut. And so I sought someone outside of our marriage. Again. Is it possible? Oh, and uh, again. And again. (laughs) Anymore? And he probably will do it again. All right. Is it possible that it can be a behavior that she has that she strikes out at him or there's some other things that are going on that she's not opening up to him and he's afraid to have a conversation with her because if he opens his mouth, he's going to get pounced on? Do we know enough information here to really say it's him? No, but at the same time, why is his repetitive cheating her fault? I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that it's something they both have to look at what's going on it's so funny. Oh my gosh. There's um there's a reality TV show okay. on Bravo and it's called Vanderpump Rules. And I don't watch the show, but I got stuck on that side of TikTok the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy named Tom who cheated on his longtime partner, Ariana. They were together 10 years. They bought a house together. She like financed her own neck to let him get his business and was so supportive of him, let him do everything he wanted. And she supported him through all this. Mm-hmm. He had an affair with one of her best friends mm-hmm. and he turned around and like is now trying to blame it on her. Like you should have noticed, you should have noticed I was drifting away from you. And it's like, why is it her fault that, that is, he cheated? I, I get what you're going and with And that's this. what it feels like. I get what you're going with that one. And I agree with you fully. But I'm also looking at this saying, let's just find out what's really going on in this relationship. Look, if he's just not interested and he's lost his groove for her and she's perfect and she's wonderful, I, I absolutely say, great, dump him. But I would certainly find out before if, 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 it, if there's any reason that she feels there's something there and he does love her, it's just something's going on. I would at least like to know before I, I cashed in my chips, what's really going on? Cause Hey, we're going to, we're, we're going, we're going to go sideways, dude. We're, we're done. So long as we're going to go separate before we, if, if, before we do it, if you have anything to share with me, don't be afraid to share it with me. Let's open up and find out what it is. That way, at least when we, when we end, we did, we did the the biggest the the most honest uh, thing with the integrity of our relationship to hold it to a standard that we were we were honest about it and why we why we went our own separate ways. It's not about you did this, I did that. You're at fault. You're an asshole. You're. This is not what it's about. It's just about do we really want to do this? And before, if if it is what we want to do, hey, bye. If it isn't really what we want and there's any chance of us to to find out what's going on, we got to be 100% open with one another where we are missing the mark. And then we can decide, 
is there a possibility for us at this point or do we really want to go and and go our separate ways? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Is it time to quit? Is it not time to quit? Um, I guess time will tell. I think I think couples therapy would be the bare minimum here. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to work a lot harder than that. But the bigger thing is, is like, are you going to be able to ever trust him again? And I do find it concerning that like he says, he said he has people holding him accountable. Why does he need babysitters to not cheat on you? Why does he need camp counselors to make sure his his eyes don't wander? I agree with you. Aren't you supposed to be loyal to your wife because you love her and you agree to spend the rest of your life with someone? If you know, if you're agreeing to a monogamous relationship, that's kind of between two people, not two people and then a herd of babysitters making sure you don't cheat. I I am a hundred percent with you on that. The the biggest thing that I'm really going for is not that it's one fault versus another fault. I'm really saying, is there a breakdown somewhere here where they just don't communicate and why don't they communicate? Do you think that you can have great communication in relationships though? And sometimes it's just a personality trait that some people just are like this, always looking for grass greener? I've been in relationships where there, I've definitely been in relationships where there, with a person that was the grass is always greener and there was no fixing that. And so how do you tell the difference? How do you, I think that when you finally sit down and you will know when you're really being honest with one another and you're really trying to open up to communicate, to be interested what that person has to say. If you have lack of interest, what that person has to say, there is a reason why, or maybe you're just simply a mismatch and it's time to call it. But it's not that it's a fault of anyone. It's just that you're a mismatch and you're not, they're not into what you may have to offer or may end up, you know, anywhere be into know know what's really going on in your life. There there is a lack of interest. And that's when it's a mismatch. And that's when you really do call it, you know, call call the relationship and and move on your way. It's this is not about I I understand what you're saying about the serial chiller, you know, uh cheater, the serial Serial killer. (laughs) Serial cheater, the serial, you know, uh infidelity infidelity infidelity. (laughs) You got it. That's a big word for Elmo. I know someone's going to chime in on that one, um, unless you cut it. You definitely, if if you're matched and you guys can communicate and you really want this relationship work, I'd give it that extra bit. If you're just totally disinterested, don't yeah. look, don't look to don't look for the don't look for the person that's going to save you because no one's going to save it. No, and I think a lot of times, and this is people that are married or not married and cheat. I think a lot of times people realize that their relationship isn't the right one, but they're either A, scared of ending it, Mm -hmm. or B, like just don't want to be alone. They're codependent. They're codependent. So it's like, I want to have my cake and eat it too. Like, I don't want to break up and be alone because what if dating doesn't work out? So it's like, I'm just going to try dating. And if I find someone that's better, then I'll finally leave or, you know, she'll find out and then she'll do the hard thing of breaking up for me. But, but here, this someone that if you have that attitude and that person that you're just, you're disclosing right there, your own insecurity and your lack of ability of being happy with you. Mm-hmm. And now you're putting this relationship on that next person. And that's a setup for failure right in the beginning. Can't do that. Not healthily. Yeah. Well, keep us posted on this one. And 
Wish you the best of luck. And we're going to hear the comments. Don't forget to read the comments. Yeah, because a lot of people have dealt with cheating mm-hmm. in relationships. So I'm sure you'll get some great advice on on this one for sure. What do you have for me next? Mm, don't you want to know? I do. Hello, Dad, Justin, Morgan, and Holly. My boyfriend, N, 27 male, and I, 31 female, are having a lot of issues with his mother. We'll call her T. Me and T had a really good relationship for the entirety of mine and my boyfriend's relationship. And so I felt comfortable asking for one small favor. Little did I know asking for this one small favor would cause my boyfriend's and his mom's relationship to completely fall apart. Now for the favor I requested to please let us know when someone in their household is sick before inviting us over. We went over every week. We went to a family party at her house and her daughter was sick and coughing while sitting right next to me and I got sick in return. My own mother is considered high risk, so if I'm around someone who's sick, I can't visit her. After asking my boyfriend's mom if she can just give us a heads up next time, she completely snapped and went on the defense and said I was sick first. I'm accusing them of something that never happened. Her daughter wasn't even coughing, etc., Long story short, it turned into a petty argument and it ended with her calling me a bitch and messaging my boyfriend saying, fuck your girlfriend and her bullshit and blocking him on messenger. Halloween passes with no contact from her. Thanksgiving passes, Christmas, Easter, still nothing. My boyfriend sent her a message on Mother's Day, despite everything, to wish her a happy Mother's Day and it's been days with no response. Tonight, She went out of her way to find an old status of his from 2014, saying that he loved her, and all she commented was, quote, no, you don't. He responded with, there's absolutely no way you think I don't care when I sent you a message on Mother's Day and it's still unread. Her response? Blocking him on Facebook as well. He resorted to having to ask his brother if he could pass a message along to her, just asking her to unblock him and read his message. My boyfriend has done nothing wrong in this entire situation, and he is being punished with rude, petty, and childish behavior just for defending me and my simple request. I'd love for them to make up, but I fear I'll never have respect for her again. And she's also stated, I'm not welcome in their home anymore. My ideal outcome would be for everyone to sit and talk and figure everything out and to slowly mend the relationships to a comfortable place. Additional info, her husband is controlling and toxic, and we believe he is telling her things to make her act this childish. You know, she has all the ability of behaving and doing what she wants to do. She's she's the one that's writing this book. She's the one that's setting the stage. You know, you didn't if and and I'm going to take take it that you presented it to her exactly the way you presented it to us, and. You know, she went defensive. She went ballistic. She's, you know, a person that can be easily agitated. She's not going to have anyone else tell her what she can do in her house. And she's not going to accept blame on anything. I know people that are this way and very defensive. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do to fix this. So you, my answer to you is ignore it. Just go on with your lives. And when she decides to wake up, she'll wake up and she'll call. And and by the way, it's your fault that they're not communicating. It's not her. She'll never accept that, that you know, that responsibility, never. E- even though we know where it really you know lies. Mm-hmm. But you can't lose any more sleep over this. You're just dealing with somebody. If you want to look at it, that somebody is just sick and 
you know, if they have an illness themselves, he said, you know, if anyone's sick in your house, let me know. There's someone sick in that house and it's, it's her mental stability. <laughs> and all you can do is stay far clear of it so you don't catch it. Or when I say catch it, you know, catch a knife, catch a knife, a knife edge of it. So I, I can't believe it all started from this, to be honest. We don't know. There, like, we, this is we, crazy. We don't know what else was there before. We don't know this woman. We know none of this stuff. But the bottom line is if, if your husband or boyfriend really wants to have some kind of communication, stay off of Facebook, write her a letter, send it to her in the mail. I guarantee she might tear it up. She might, but probably she'll read it before she tears it up. And then, you know, it's, it's out of the public eye and, and all this drama. It's simply a letter came coming from him to her. And that's it. That's all he is to do. He's not to force himself on her in any other way, shape or form. He can make it, you know, loving, understanding, compassionate, and just say whatever he wishes to say that he feels. But you should not invest any more emotion into this because you can't control this other person's, no. you know, mental shit, health. They're crap. It is really interesting. I mean, let's believe 100% our listener. And this is how exactly it went down. Mm -hmm. We're not missing a lot. To say, hey, can you please let me know like if anyone is sick before we come over, even just a common cold. Like I get colds, you might not take it as seriously, but just you just Nothing. let me know. No big deal. That is like not even a favor. That is just courtesy. Courtesy. Like that's just what normal rational people would do. Like it's so crazy. Well, well let me ask you a question. Is her is the is the is the fella's mother uh rational? No, clearly so, not. So to we, can't, ignore, we can't even go down that no, that, that choice of rational person. She's, she's insane. Not, she's not rational. She's insane. To ignore someone from Halloween until now Mother's Day, October, end of October. So November, December, January, February, March, April, May, mm -hmm. over six months, almost seven months. Don't, you need professional help, lady. And don't give her the power at this point. Well, that's what I like. I kind of put it in this box of like when to quit. Like, I think this is time to quit. You're pounding your head into a brick wall and getting nothing. I agree. She's stonewalling you. I agree. This is an abuse tactic. Don't, 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 don't take the bait. No, not at all. Move on. And it's crazy to me. People airing stuff on Facebook. It's childish. It's so childish. I mean... My mom is going through some stuff right now after her partner passing and people in his family sharing stuff on Facebook. And it's like, you're a fucking liar. You're lying. And why are you putting this on Facebook? It's just like, it's been, it's literally been a week since he passed and people are already coming out of the woodwork. And it's just like, you guys need to get off Facebook and go touch some grass and... It's baffling what people will do for attention. And not only her partner, it was her husband. Yes. Husband, but like partner of 20 something years. 22 years. Like 20, whatever the math is. I don't know. I'm bad at it. But yeah. So it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But um, with this one, I think, yeah, stop reaching out to her. You're not getting anything out of this relationship as it is. She was willing to ignore you and cut you off based on a simple request. This is abuse. Okay. You got a uh, another one for me? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and the rest of the crew. 
So I've been dating my boyfriend for about eight years now. We started dating my sophomore year of high school, so we are technically high school sweethearts. We recently moved in together, and he is going to start grad school next spring. Something that has been on his mind recently is getting engaged. Me and him have discussed this, and I am not opposed to getting engaged, but I wouldn't want to get married until after he graduates from grad school. However, I do have a sense of doubt in the back of my head that we are settling for one another. Since we are basically each other's first everything, I'm worried about us growing resentment towards one another because, well, we didn't experience anything or anyone else. All of our friends have been on dates with different people and have talked to us about their different experiences. Sometimes when getting asked advice, my friend will go, quote, oh, well, you've never experienced this issue because you've always been with your boyfriend. I just don't want our 40-year-old selves to look back and think, hmm, could we have done something different out of this life? It's probably just me overthinking about the future since it's so unpredictable, but it's been itching the back of my mind since marriage may be on the horizon in the next couple of years. First of all, um, there's always another option. Always. There's always another person or another direction. The question is a mental choice. Is this the person that you really want to do it with? And the fact that you have this doubt going on the first thing that came to my mind, take a timeout. And you guys may survive the timeout or you may not. It's going to hurt. It might hurt him horribly to, to, to hear you say those words. I know that Matthew, who you've, most of you have seen online, and uh, Amy, they certainly took a timeout. She wanted to be certain because they were high school sweethearts that really he was their person. And they went through a little bit of hell. They did, yeah. Going through this. But, but it, it made them so much better. Yeah. It and, really did. And they, when they came back together, they really came together and said, this is the person who I want to go through life with. She says, I didn't know I was so lucky to find that person out of the bag. Mm -hmm. But I, I had to really find out that he was that person. And I wanted to be sure. And Yeah. And even, you know, talking to some people that are high school sweethearts, there's a lot of people that are high school sweethearts and never never looked like their head was never turned elsewhere. Mm -hmm. They were never wondering is the grass greener. Mm -hmm. And so for me, after eight years, I'm like, if you're having doubts after eight years, I think you do need to, you know, step back mm -hmm. and take a break and see what's out there. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily bad, but uh, we'll see. I mean, look, you're opening the door for him, but you should not do it because you're afraid that somebody else will snag him. Look, he's obviously a great guy or you wouldn't have been with him for eight years. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you need to stay with him for another 40 years Yeah, if it, if it could possibly be a mistake. So I would say that if you have this doubt, you're going to have to do the timeout and get rid of that doubt. I think so, too, because the, he might have that doubt as well. And he's just scared of telling him just like you're scared of or he's scared of telling you just like you're scared mm -hmm. of talking to him. Mm -hmm. And I look at this and it's like, even if you buried this and you were like, I want to marry him. He's the love of my life. Even if you buried those feelings right now, are they going to pop up 40 you know, years down the road? Are they going to pop up 20 years down the road? And if mm -hmm. you guys decide to have kids, like that's going to be an even harder conversation to have after you're married, after you've had this life together, you know, 30 years together mm -hmm. by that point, like have it now. Flush it all out now. And then be certain what your what your directions are. And you go into this relationship going forward 
with all the confidence and all the commitment that it takes to do it. Because look, marriage is a long time. Yeah. And it's a tough gig. Well, we have some other info. So ideal outcome, I can see myself marrying this person. We've transitioned from a high school relationship to an adult one. I know that nobody's relationship is perfect and we will still go through our highs and lows. An ideal outcome would be to believe in this relationship that we've worked hard for and believe that the love we have for each other will push us through the feeling of settling. Thanks for any advice you can give. Also, please don't ever stop making these podcasts. I look forward to them every week. Anything else? He's never made me feel insecure about his feeling towards me. And I know Justin will love this. Haha. He's very big on communicating how we feel, big or small problems. Me and him want to discuss it with each other. We've grown through our insecurity phases together and know our worth in our relationship and our friends slash family relationships. Does anything stand out to you in any of that? The only thing that stands out to me is that they definitely have to take a break. (laughs) Well, I think this part right here in the ideal outcome, an ideal outcome would be to believe in the relationship that Mm -hmm. we've worked hard for and believe that the love we have for each other will push us through the right. feeling of settling. There, there it is right there. That, that's what triggered. Love isn't settling. No. Love might get comfortable and love might be easy. You know, it's not settling. But it's not settling. That's a bad, that, that's a bad, that's a Freudian slip. I, I wonder, and you don't have to settle. Like if you feel like you're settling, you don't have to settle. Is it going to be hard to date again after eight years of being with someone? Absolutely. There's going to take there's going to take some time here. I mean, you guys are looking probably at a year or maybe more of being apart. It could be two years before you guys end up both going through relationships, seeing what's there. You know, look, it. This is a growth. This is going to be growth, a growth experience, and growth is not always easy. There's usually growing pains that go along with it. So you know, think about it. And, but be prepared for what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, just, it's hard, but I can understand, you know, what else is out there? Like if I was with my high school boyfriend that I dated starting, when when did they start dating? Sophomore year, I believe. When you were five. They started dating sophomore year. So I look at it and if I dated that guy that I dated sophomore year of high school, Mm -hmm. I would be in the same boat. Like, what else is out there? Like, this is good, but mm. so I understand. But at the same time, I'm like, but if I would have met my person, would I? Because at the, I don't know. I, rem- it's tough. I remember when you were around 14, I had a conversation with you. I had the talk and I said, definitely keep your eyes open. Don't get committed to one guy. Don't go crazy, but experience them all because there's going to be different personalities that you're going to find that are going to satisfy this or it's going to satisfy that or mentally. And you just have to really go through and experience all this. Mm -hmm. So be patient. Now you, you did fall head over heels a couple of times and there was no reasoning with you. And, (laughs) but you know, Hey, I just let it take it. You know, I always know one thing, it's probability and outcome and just let it, let it take its course. And so I was a patient dad, you know, watching a lot of the circus. Yeah, that's it was a circus. That's for sure. Okay. All right. So there you go. Let's uh see the comments and let us, you know, touch back you touch touch back with us what you did decide to do 
and where you're at as you're doing it. Yeah. Well, and if anyone is out there and you have a real story of you were with a person you loved, could see yourself with, but did have that, is the grass greener? Are we settling? And came back together or didn't come back together. Like if you have a similar story, I would love if you share it because Justin does. And he's shared it on the podcast before where he Mm -hmm. knew a couple people in high school. They dated for a while, broke up in college and ended up coming back together and are, Mm -hmm. are now married. And so it does happen. We have a personal one with my brother. I have three of them. Okay. You want to know who all three are? Yeah. Matthew and Amy, mm-hmm. uh, Jason and Leanna. They mm. did, they did, went through the same, same thing. Same thing. Were they high school sweethearts? Yeah. Well, college, college sweethearts. sweethearts. Okay. the first day of college. Wow. And they went all the way through. Then they broke up and they ended up getting back together and they lived happily ever, ever after. They I know. Three kids now. Three, three yeah. kids. And my other nephew, Seth and Monica, they went through this and I, there was a breakup yeah. period and they went back together and now they have two children. So it doesn't always end up bad. Yeah. Sometimes it just ends up solidifying- How much you love and appreciate. What, what, what you guys really are. Yeah. And it, it takes away a lot. So it's not negative. It Sometimes it's just what I said. It could be growth and it can be painful and it can be tormenting. How do you explain to someone- Like, cause I, in my relationship now, if I were to go to Justin and say, I think we need to take a break. Like, I love you, but I just need to be sure. I know he would be crushed. Mm -hmm. So how do you like explain that to someone that you might just need a little time and like, Hey, I want to date other people to make sure you're the one, you know, Justin to me would be like, well, how do you not know I'm the one? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you have that conversation with someone? You say, I need to do it for me. And and, and 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 in turn do it for us. And if we survive it, it's meant it, this is really what it's supposed to be. And if we don't, we're both gonna grow from this. And I know it's not a conversation that's easy to have, but this is a conversation that has to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do with that person. Yeah. I mean, I've done this too. I mean, I've been down that road and am I together with them? No. <laughs> But yeah. it for the for the, for at least for the right reasons I'm not, and I look back on that relationship and I say, you know, I got real close, and I got pulled over for a speeding ticket and I was let go with a warning. Definitely. Okay, let's roll on. Okay, we have one last one. All right. Sup, fam. The issue is hard to get an unbiased opinion on, so I thought I'd ask the dad who always knows something and whoever takes along this episode. Oh, I love this person. I moved to Japan six months ago from the U.S., wanting to move for years. COVID delayed my plans. Before moving, and still almost daily since living here, I get asked how long I plan on staying. I usually just say, quote, at least a few years. Who knows? But lately, it's been weighing on me. My family and I are super close, and my parents truly are my best friends. Somehow, my brain processes things differently, and I can't really feel homesick even if I miss my family. So the act of moving across the world was actually pretty easy. We've FaceTimed every day since I moved, sometimes twice a day, and are always in touch. Well, I love Japan so much. I've made some great friends and really enjoy the life I'm setting up for myself here. I can literally bike five minutes away from my apartment to eat my weight in conveyor belt sushi for under $20 whenever I want. It's insane. Japan, like every place in the world, isn't perfect, and there are definitely things that I don't like about living here, but my overall impression is overwhelmingly good. 
Lately, it's been getting harder to picture myself ever leaving in the future, and my career and language abilities will allow me to stay as long as I want. But I have no idea how to grapple with the fact that this would mean seeing my family once a year, maybe twice if I'm lucky. So I'll eventually need to make a choice. A, leave the place I love for the people I love, or B, leave the people I love for the place I love. Obviously, I don't need to make a decision right now, but I'd like to hear the fam's hot take on this. Hope you're all doing well, and thanks for the advice. Your family, I I understand the importance of your family. You know, we, I've gone both ways. I've, I've left my family here and moved to other cities and raised a family in Minnesota for 20 years I was gone, or 22 years that I was in Minnesota before coming back here. Mm -hmm. But during the whole time, we do live in the world where there's travel. We do have airplanes. And look, if you want to have a relationship on a weekly basis in turn where you're socializing with your siblings and your family, and that's important, then look, that's an obvious, it's an obvious answer right there. If, if your love of life for being in Japan is so strong that that's really where you feel that's your home and where you want to raise your family and you, you found someone that you love and you want to build a life there, then you do that and your family needs to travel. Either you travel to go back and have an experience with them and then you invite them to have the experience with you for a, a longer period of time than 22 minutes in Japan. Mm-hmm. And people do it. It works. Uh, it Again, you're going to have to uh, find it. Look, your parents may retire and they say, you know, maybe you can come six months here and six, and we'll go at that time. We'll come back for a, you know, for a, a month in the summer. There's things that you can do to, to not lose those connections, but they do have their life and you have your life. Your, your parents aren't going to always be here. Sometimes you have to build your life where it is and, and I'm not telling you not to have a relationship with your parents and it's not important, but they also have, you know, their daily life and their daily social, you know, friends and things of that nature. So it's, it's a balance. It's all it really is. And you did call it saying, I don't know if I can do this or what is it? That's the decision that you can't do this decision out of guilt. You have to do this decision out of uh, just seeing where it is and, since you're there, write it out for a couple of years and see how it goes. And then you might answer the question right then and there, or you'll say, it's time to go home and I'm done with this. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Well, and this is, I think, one where it's like, quit stressing now. Like, enjoy it for mm-hmm. a little bit. You've mm-hmm. only been there six months. A year from now, you could realize, oh, I actually don't like it. Like, honeymoon phase with Japan has worn off. Mm-hmm. So I would say quit stressing for now. But Um, This is something I really struggle with. I love my family in Minnesota and I'm, I'm lucky that I have you out here in California where I live right now. But I, um, I saw a TikTok that really fucked me up, like really fucked me up. And it was this guy who lives really far from his parents. And he was like, my parents are, you know, 58 years old or whatever, however old they were. And he's like, the average American lives until 84 years old. Mm -hmm. I currently go back one time a year right now. That's all I can afford. I go back once a year. That's all I got. So given the math of on average, how long people live, given how long I'm going back, 
blah, 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 blah. I'm only going to see my parents 23 more times before they die. 23 more days. Yeah. It's crazy. And it just like that rocked me. And I'm like, that is, that's nothing. That's no time at all. Mm -hmm. So it does suck where if you live, you know, far, you're missing out on opportunities. Mm -hmm. I'm right now, I'm, I'm missing out on spending time with my grandma. That's 80. I'm missing out on my niece and nephew growing up. Mm -hmm. I'm missing out on spending time with my siblings and my mom. And mm -hmm. it sucks. It sucks being far away, especially when things happen in like funerals, death, and you got to fly back and you're, you know, across the world. It, it's hard, but you know, in an ideal world, like my plan, it's like, I'm going to live in California for a couple more years and I want to end up back in Minnesota. Like that's my, that's my game plan. But it is really hard feeling like you're missing out on your loved ones growing up. But at the same time, like you said, they could meet someone in Japan and then start their own family. You never came to Los Angeles thinking you're going to live in LA. You no. came here to go to school and you were, you were already on the plane. The, the moment you landed here, you already had your, your plane ticket bought to go back <laughs> effectively. You were ready to Pretty leave much. from the moment you got here. Yeah, Meeting Justin certainly changed your uh, your thought. And not that one day that you and Justin both wouldn't go back to Minnesota. But the, uh, uh, for the record, I'll let you guys know, neither one of them knew each other before they got here. They met here. They found out they both were from Minnesota. It was a great coincidence. And they became Minnesota buddies. And next thing you know, they are buddies with, with beyond benefits. <laughs> no, he wanted to date from the first time he took me out. Mm -hmm. I just thought he wanted a friend and he used the Minnesota card to like, to the link to, to, to ask to me out. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was ignoring him on hinge. Was it, was he coming unhinged? Yeah, a little, but no, I just, I didn't, I would go on hinge and swipe and like, I was like, Oh, Minnesota. He's kind of cute. Okay, sure. And then he messaged me and I just like, wasn't really giving a lot. And he was like, Hey, you know, one last attempt. Like I saw you're from Minnesota. I just thought it'd be nice to have some more Minnesota friends out in LA. I'm new here. And I was like, Oh, okay. kind of got guilt tripped. I'm like, well, yeah, I was going to, let's go out, let's grab drinks. And I, um, I canceled on him out here in LA, but then we were both in Minnesota mm -hmm. in August and we ended up going to grab drinks and then changed hung your, out in LA a couple changed times. Changed your life. Yeah. A little, little bit, just a little bit. It goes to show you how a person can change your life for the good and it's wonderful it's neat. Yeah, it really is. It is. So don't stress. Quit stressing for now. And as a parent, I will tell you that, look, I have two sons that are back in Minnesota. And Morgan's grandmother is back in Minnesota. And I miss them all as well. And we, we do make attempts to get back. And we certainly try to open the invitations for them to come out here. And to, and that's all you can do. You, But that's... Sometimes the way life takes us to where we make our livings and what we do. Mm -hmm, for sure. So go explore. And you may find out you love Japan today, but you may decide Singapore is your next your next home for a number of years. You may become a world traveler and say, you know, I think I'm going to take the next five years and go see what France is all about. Who knows? You don't know. You, you never know about tomorrow. You don't know. And I mean... I, granted, I live in California, so flights out of LAX are abundant, but I booked a round trip ticket from 
LA to Thailand for $536. Mm-hmm. So if your family and you plan accordingly, mm-hmm. you know, travel in the off season and destination for vacations, just meet up for vacations. But you know, I think it could be very attainable where you go there once a year and they come visit you once a year. And you just have to plan accordingly and book ahead and you can get some great deals. But I really got the feeling that once a year is not enough for her to be at home. So go buy go buy tickets. Buy every every eight weeks, buy a weekend to go back home for a weekend and see how that rolls for the for the first few times and see if that works for you. Eight weeks is kind of crazy from Japan to the States. Then do it every two, three times a year. And see if they can come out for one. And but go for a week. Yeah. I mean, you're FaceTiming daily, which is, I mean, that's more than I can even handle. And I don't even have that time zone difference that you have. So, I mean, you're you're still keeping very connected to them, which we, is amazing. And we don't know what, the, what, her, what, what their job is and if their job allows them to do, uh, you know, basically over the internet, you know, at, at home. Remote. Yeah, do a remote connection where they can go work for a month and you're back in LA or you're back in the States yeah, the, for a month and then you can go back and do your next thing. Yeah. There's, there's answers for all this. For sure. But go ahead and, and, and keep living your life and exploring it to see where the right you is, where you really belong. Absolutely. Yeah, what we do there. Okay, that is all I have. You've got to run to a game. Uh, yes, tonight is the game four yeah, of the Lakers. See how that goes. So huh? you, you will all know the answer to this. We'll all know the answer by the time you hear this. But we're we're saying go Lakers. Let's make it happen. Let's let's go the distance. It's let's never get, been done before. You know things. Never know though. You never know. Things always get goofy. So this could be the most goofy next week or you know, series that's out there. And I'm going to be at the game. I have the most amazing seats. A friend invited me to go and I'm- Yeah, I keep rubbing it in. Yeah, like third row center. Yeah, I keep rubbing (laughs) it in. Okay, well, you got to get out of here, so. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye, guys. 